0: Ooh, what's up everybody and welcome to the Stand Up Guys Podcast, episode 109. I am your host, the incomparable Zach Jones, joined as always by my brother from the same mother who ain't wearing no pants... Lester Jones.
1: Hey, that's confidential. <laughs> <laughs> You're making us all uncomfortable
0: here. <laughs> oh, AJ should be the one uncomfortable. That's true. I'm glad there's a, a space. There's a, <laughs> there's a barrier. There's uh, a barrier. Speaking of AJ, we're back to the classic intro. He's also known as the ninth wonder. Chocolate Thunder, Eating that poon. Never stopping too soon. The clit licking. Never quitting. Having fun. Making pussies run. The phenomenal one. A.J. sing.
2: Thank you for reading my Google review. I appreciate (laughs) it. Very kind of you.
0: Now, what's your Yelp review like? (laughs) I got uh, review bombed on that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So later on in the the episode, we will be uh, uh, reviewing She-Hulk episode three, which actually ought to be interesting because we haven't talked about it yet. But he made an offhand remark to me this morning that makes me think we
1: uh, saw Differently on this one. So. Well, from not that differently. <laughs> well, we'll see. We'll see. It still stinks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but uh, what else you guys been watching, fellas? What you been doings this week?
1: I haven't watched shit. Was, oh,
0: way to contribute to the conversation.
1: I Watched a touch of Junior Baking. You're supposed to be yes, ending this shit. Uh, <laughs> we were watching it and like uh. So we decided to set the kids loose with a recipe and like uh, ingredients and just let them do it. And so Liam did that today. He made chocolate chip cookies he's super proud of. So maybe try one of those tomorrow.
0: I mean, did he? how much guidance did you give him in these cookies?
1: I wasn't there. I I told her to just give him the recipe and leave him alone. So I don't know.
0: (laughs) He burned himself really bad. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: she probably had to preheat the oven and stuff, but I don't know. We didn't. We didn't get a chance to talk about it. I just. I was on the phone with him for a minute, and he was like super happy. You know, you always shit on us for the shows
0: we review on here. Be like, oh, you make me watch She-Hulk, which yeah, yeah, you might have a point. (laughs) Yeah,
1: yeah, but and Hawkeye, but and
0: Miss Marvel. Okay, but what I'm getting at <laughs> is if we let you pick the show to review, we'd be fucking reviewing Weenie Hut Junior and these fucking kids cooking shit. I bet you'd like
1: to review Weenies, <laughs> Huts and Juniors, Weenie Juniors, Juniors Weenies.
0: Actually, because you're a pedophile. What What would you right. do if we
1: if we me and AJ
0: were like, okay, fine, you pick the show, we're going to review it. What would you pick?
1: I'd probably look for a, well, right now, I'd probably. Uh, just cuz of all the like the hype and the stink i'd probably make you watch the, the first episode of uh, rings of power cuz here's the thing there's like there was so much hatred before it came out and now i'm like is it fake is it actually good like is it just like uh like you said hate bombing or whatever or is it could it potentially be good i don't i don't know like i don't like the lord of the rings movie so i don't know how this this show would connect to I'll, me. I'll probably watch at least the first one just to See how I'm feeling.
2: Yeah, I, I the reason I even watched the Lord of the Rings movies in the first place is because they were marketed so much and it was such a big deal that everybody's watching.
0: Same. I almost felt the pressure like I had to watch them because yeah. they were like such a like, part of the culture, you know?
2: Yeah, now I I don't really feel like that at all. I, I don't <laughs> need to watch anything
1: Lord of the Rings. Like, his wisdom of not watching the last Matrix movie showed through.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've heard terrible things about that movie.
1: <laughs> you, you mean the one
0: that just came out like... Yeah. like Well, actually, me and him reviewed it. That was like one of those shows uh, that you weren't on. And Um, and so you missed out on that one. um, I'll say this I didn't absolutely hate that movie. I think there are some
1: interesting ideas in it, but ultimately it was disappointing. Yeah, there was a lot I didn't like. But at the same time, I was like, eh, it was okay.
2: It sounded like, uh, was it Lana Wachowski? She she didn't want to make that movie, really. She was kind of forced to, because they were like, we're going to make this movie with or without you. <clears throat> I,
1: I did hear that. I don't know if that's true or not, but that, I definitely heard that rumor. Yeah. Yeah. So there were people who wondered, you know, like, if she purposely made a giant pile of shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I don't know.
0: But, like, my thinking is, if I was Warner Brothers, and, like, we were dead set on doing a Matrix reboot, and, like, Like, she wasn't interested, I'd be like, okay, fine, we'll just find someone else. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) If I got the feeling she wasn't enthusiastic and, like, totally on
1: board, I'd be like, okay, we'll just find someone else. Sometimes franchises have that movie and you're just like, everybody just wants to collectively forget it and, like, (laughs) see what the
0: future brings. Well, they kind of did that with, like, the Halloween movies. Because originally, like, they made, like, I don't know, like, four or five of them, I think. But everybody, like, loved the first Halloween, and, like, I think most people hated all the rest. So, like, the Halloween they made in 2018, they were just, like, pretended like the sequels never existed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just, like, this is a continuation of the first movie, forget the other ones. But then I think this last Halloween movie they made
1: in that series people didn't like. So it's <laughs> like, uh, they're just doing the same thing over again, making sequels people hate. It's the thing is, like, if you have one of those big hits, especially in, like, like the horror genres, like, you can pump one out pretty much every Halloween and it doesn't they matter. Do, yeah. Yeah. Man,
0: I don't know if I talked to you about it, but remember like, this was probably like a month ago by now, you were talking about that monsters trailer. Oh, yeah, yeah. Man, I watched that. Holy fuck, is that a terrible trailer. <laughs> that might be the worst movie trailer I've ever fucking seen.
1: Awful. I can't yeah. imagine
0: that that movie doesn't just suck shit.
1: I'm morbidly curious. Um, Tim Burton's got a uh, Wednesday Addams is going to come out on Netflix, I think, towards the end of the year. So I'm kind of curious about that. Yeah, Burton,
0: I think he's like hit and miss. Yeah. He definitely has a style, though. And I think Adam's family would suit him well. Yeah. yeah,
1: he's he's definitely very stylized always, so I'd
0: definitely check it out. Um, AJ, you been watching anything this week besides she Uh, Just
2: reviews for terrible movies.
0: <laughs> like She-Holt.
2: <laughs> She-Holt, this,
0: already, look, this episode
2: wasn't as bad as the first two. Whoa. That's what. That's
1: exactly what I told him. I was like... Uh, it wasn't great, but it wasn't as bad as the first two. Boy, we'll get into it, but hard, hard disagree on this thing. <laughs> um. <laughs> uh,
0: what did I watch this week? Ooh, actually, yeah, I watched some good stuff recently. So I, I finished... I think last week I said I started that show Severance on Apple TV+. This week I finished it, season one. And I gotta say, I really like this show. Like Next time... You guys get Apple Plus? Check this show out. I, I've never had Apple Plus.
2: <laughs> that, I heard that guy from uh, Transformers oh, is in it. That, that, uh, Transformers? The guy who gets peed on by a robot at one point. someone. He's like that. Oh, is it movie? John
0: Totoro? Yeah, Totoro, yeah. Of all the things you could reference for his That's career. That's all I know him <laughs> from. Holy shit. <laughs> but yeah, he is in it. Mm. They, yeah, it's like. He's really good in it. He's good, yeah. Um,. Like the main guy is uh, Adam Scott Who is Mm. from Parks and Rec And then there's uh, Like the nerdy uh, mm -hmm. Yeah Um, Christopher Walken's also in it a little bit
2: (laughs) (laughs) He's just speaking bad English in the (laughs) (laughs) whole.
0: And I noticed He's not in it but several of the episodes uh, Were directed by Ben Stiller And I think he I don't know if he does writing on it as well But uh, man it's it's a really good show Mm -hmm. Um, And then I didn't um, This wasn't this week. It was the week before, but I don't think I mentioned it. Uh, uh, I finished uh, also Only Murders in the Building Season 2. I will say I don't think the central mystery of Season 2 was as well crafted as Season 1. But I still like the show. I would still definitely recommend the show. And then uh, after I finished Severance on Apple, I, I decided to try Foundation, which is that show based on the Isaac Asimov book. Right. I'm only about four episodes in, and I will say, like, I'm liking it, but, like, it's really
1: dense with the world building. Re- yeah, super heavy sci-fi. There's
0: a shit ton of characters, there's, you know, places... Um, and, and multiple time periods as well that they kind of go in and out of. I know I read the first Foundation
1: book, and uh, I don't really, really remember very much. Well, the thing
0: that's kind of hard to to like keep track of is, like, so there's, like, this uh, monarchy, kind of like the evil empire of this universe, you know. And, like, um, it's always controlled by, like, uh, these three kings, which um, are genetic... Uh, copies of like this original guy so it's like the same genetic guy at um old age middle age and as a child or young you know and, and like they call him like the brother dawn, brother Day brother Dusk or whatever but then like they'd move forward a period so like then you gotta remember okay so the guy that was brother Day in this time period is now brother Dusk in this time period and, and that gets a little like mm. you know <laughs> A little trippy to, like, you know, keep track of, I guess. Um, but, like, I, I don't want to scare anyone off. I Like, I am liking the show. It's just there, there, there is a lot to keep track of. It's, it's definitely not one of those shows you can just kind of wa- watch in the background, you know. You got to pay attention to it. Um, let's see. Oh, I also um, finally uh, watched another uh, um, uh, old-school James Bond movie with Sean Connery. <laughs> this time... Goldfinger, which is a terrible fucking song, by the way. <laughs> um, it was okay. Like I will say though, you know how like you know famously like all the the Bond chicks have like ridiculous names. I think Pussy Galore <laughs> might be the laziest James Bond <laughs> girl name. <laughs>
1: Badger splashing.
0: I mean, because it's not even really like it is a pun. But, like, has any woman ever been named Pussy ever in any time period
1: ever? (laughs) (laughs) It was all good. It was all good until Vagina showed up on the scene. (laughs) I ruined it. And I didn't know this because I never watched it.
0: Pussy Galore owns a flying circus. Pussy Galore's flying circus Mm. is in the movie. So, there you
1: go. (laughs) Arousing endorsement. Now you know
0: the rest (laughs) of the story. Um. Uh, Do you guys want to talk about anything else before we get into it? Oh, you said you had a like wrestling. Yeah, yeah. I want
2: to talk about because Saudi Arabia is coming, or like UAE and all those countries are coming up because of like uh, golf tournaments that are like being held there, and they're getting a lot of like.
0: Oh yeah, I heard about this. Like Saudi Arabia, like starting their own like golf league or something. Yeah, yeah. And paying like ridiculous amounts for like. professionals to yeah play. It's,
2: it's pissing off like the u.s at least like the pga because like they're losing talent to these you know tournaments and uh i was wondering like what what the sentiment is with like wrestling because i know like they're having events and stuff over there being held with regards to wrestling and they're trying to make like their own like you know culture of wrestling over there
0: yeah it's kind of been like a hot topic uh thing in wrestling for the last couple years because yeah they, they like did this deal with saudi arabia where they do like I think they've been, well, COVID kind of put a crinkle in, in doing those shows. But I think they were doing, like, two shows a year. And, like, apparently, like, they're paying top dollar for these shows. Like, a lot of money. I guess, I don't know. My My feeling is kind of mixed. Because, like, on the one hand, like, yeah, we're going to find their politics, like, disgusting, of course. But, like, uh, number one, like... I don't really blame the guys that can get, you know, that kind of payday to go over there and do it. And like wrestling is one of those things that can bring people together, you know, as cheesy as that sounds. Um, but then on the other hand, like, like they have done like some shitty stuff. Like there's this one, uh, wrestler who really looks white, but he's does have like, he's of Syrian descent. So like they wouldn't let him wrestle on the show. And, like I think the first couple shows they did like they wouldn't allow women on, and then they eventually did let some women wrestle on but they had to like dress in like full like clothing, not not like a fucking burqa or anything, but like you know they had to cover head to toe latex,
2: <laughs> just sweating in the in the middle east too
0: <laughs> going outside just slick <laughs> <sighs> so yeah, I don't know like how how we should feel about it. Like, like, should we chastise all these companies for taking the, the money? Or in the case of wrestling, should we be like, well, I mean, it is this like commonality thing. Like the, we, our cultures can share, you know, I don't know
1: <laughs> of all the things that they could like culturally appropriate. <laughs> like this is, this, this is like rings a bell with us,
0: <laughs> but honestly, like, um, you know we share our movies with all these other people and yeah they edit the shit out of them you know all the <laughs> every little gay scene or whatever like they got oh got to take that out uh and like they usually even like edit uh like china edited like the star wars poster to take the black guy out or minimize him or whatever so
1: uh, just. <laughs> It'd be funny if <laughs> he had that whole movie and he was just missing. Was that Finn? <laughs> People like talking to air. <laughs> all right, you go that way. I'll go this way. <laughs> <laughs> they like. She had schizophrenia all along. <laughs>
0: they like really poorly. Like uh, CG, like a Asian guy. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Man, But, you know, Saudi Arabia, like, also, like, the um, – well, and China, the video game industry as well. Like, they're buying up big chunks of, of, um, you know, certain conglomerates that, like, you know, own video game shit and, like, buying certain video game developers. There's a Chinese company called Tencent that just keeps, like, buying and buying more video game companies and stuff like that. And it's, like, it is – concerning Uh, and it's like but i kind of feel like you know you can't really be a a completely like you know quote-unquote moral purchaser well
1: okay here's the thing about china for me is like they're obviously uh copying technology and producing technology but when's the last time you saw like anything come out of china where you were like you know oh i want to consume this because you know they they don't They don't have, like, freedom of speech. It's, like, they don't produce any content I'm interested in.
0: It is crazy, because, like, sometimes they'll do, like, the top ten, you know, money earners worldwide movies. And, like, there'll be one you never heard of, and it's because it's, like, a Chinese movie. Yeah. And, like, they loved it or whatever. But I think, a couple years ago there was one called, like, Wolf Cop or something.
1: Or it was something weird. And it did, like, huge numbers in China. Maybe I. I mean I don't know. I. It's just kind of an offhand comment, but I've definitely watched like you know Japanese stuff, South Korean stuff. Yeah, South Korean. A little bit of Indian stuff. It's like, but I can't think of any like think, Chinese stuff I've watched.
0: Yeah, I don't even know if Netflix. I mean, I guess I wouldn't immediately like it, know that it's a Chinese property if they put it on there, but I don't know if they do that or not.
1: Yeah.
2: I mean, I think, uh, to Lester's point, like, the whole freedom of uh, speech thing is is an issue for them. Because, like, a lot of movies that are successful there are, like, from outside of the country. Like, American movies do well yeah. there. Indian movies do well there. Like, other movies do well there. But Chinese movies don't have that, like, same emotional connection from yeah. the audience.
1: It's weird, too, that some movies that we kind of think are we made that are, like, we're, like, oh, they're shit. They do, like, will do really well there. Like, yeah. uh, the Airbender movie. Transformers. Oh, it's not yeah <laughs> yeah yeah
0: yeah that's true I think the Transformers movies have done better like in other countries like I mean they do well here but i I think the reason they make so much money is because worldwide mm-hmm. you know they do even better yeah. I think culturally Japan really loves kaiju movies and robot
1: movies yeah <laughs> <laughs> Pacific Rim, yeah, <laughs> falls right in line with the <laughs> Pacific Rim was kind of weird because I watched it and I was like, nah, "That's all right, it's
0: interesting." Yeah, it's not great, and it's a Del Toro movie too. Yeah, that's probably why I watched it. That's why I lives. watched it. Yeah,
2: and the plot seems interesting. It just—it was the way it was done was not the best, but it's a good plot. Have giant <laughs> monsters fighting giant robots, man!
1: I'll watch that.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a good concept, but what well, yeah, they yeah. all
1: like in camps, they were like. Space Mexicans, or something. I don't know. Space, Mexicans, I don't know what the hell yeah. I'm talking about. <laughs> I don't, I, I don't, think I you, don't watched, remember. you watched it completely different. Movie. Oh, no, I am thinking of something different. Oh, what was it called again? This was Pacific Rim. You oh, were thinking of yeah. Pacific <laughs> Rim, job? No, I was thinking of is it like District Nine or something?
0: Oh, yeah, that oh. that's a great movie, by the way, but that's South African oh okay yeah
2: but they did have like i should
0: watch that again i
1: remember theaters. only thinking it was okay i don't even know if i watched pacific rim that's one of those movies i was like uh you don't have to yeah i don't know if i did watch it if, if i did it was obviously forgettable it but. is a del toro movie
0: man the thing that like sticks in my mind about that movie was i actually watched it in a the theater and it was probably the worst experience i had in a theater with people Talking well, specifically one woman that sat right behind me and talked <laughs> for the full fucking movie. I was like, God, I hate this bitch. <laughs> 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 um, bu- 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 um, yeah. Time wise, we should probably get into the show. We'll do one round of stories and then get into She Hulk. Sound good, guys? Yeah. All right, so anyone who hasn't watched, we'll go around the table. Everyone will bring a, bring a topic, a conversation, uh, and we'll see if we can't make something funny and or entertaining out of it. And as tradition dictates, we usually start with AJ. So, AJ, what do you got for us?
2: All right, this is going to be pertinent to the She-Hulk conversation we have uh, coming up. VFX artists are speaking out against Marvel, with many refusing to ever work with the entertainment giant again. This comes as artists share accounts of unworkable deadlines and immense pressure leading to stress and unsatisfactory final products. Many have requested to never be put on a Marvel project again, saying that the studio has the worst VFX management out there. These allegations have been made on the subreddit r/vfx, uh, with artists across the industry sharing their negative experiences with the company. Uh, no, Almost no one in the subreddit has a good word to say about the employer, with many saying that the money and the star power aren't worth tolerating such poor working conditions. In a thread titled, I am quite frankly sick and tired of working for, on Marvel shows, Reddit user IndependentAD419 expressed their frustration with the studio. Marvel is probably the worst methodology of production and VFX management out there they write they can never fix the look for the show before the before more than half the the allocated time for the show is over the artists working on marvel shows are definitely not paid equivalent to the amount of work they put in others in the others in the replies are quick to agree on thor they asked for a complete mini series, mini sequence two or three weeks before deadline says sam vfx 2015 Mickey Moo Moo's account is, is much the same. I request not to work on Marvel movies and TV shows. Unfortunately, they're becoming our biggest client. They expect a smorgasbord of options so they can change their mind three or more times. Uh, those who have been able to avoid working with Marvel confirm that it hasn't improved in recent years. On almost, uh, I'm on almost three years straight of Marvel. Welcome to the seventh level of uh, hell. Oh, those who haven't been able to avoid working—that's what I was wondering. Okay. Um, another user shares that their time at Marvel has been a black hole of sleep deprivation and eating bad. Another thread from three months ago contains even more damning accounts of what what it's like to work with Marvel. These allegations were shared with another VFX artist uh, when another VFX artist was disappointed to lose out on the opportunity to work with Marvel. Something their industry peers reassured him uh, was no great loss. I am on my third Marvel project in a row and literally just woke up at 5.30 a.m. on a Saturday with stress going. I don't want to do this anymore, writes Rand, R-A-N-D-V-R. Uh, it's 6 a.m. now, and I'm making a reel to apply some to apply someplace that has projects other than Marvel because I just can't do this anymore. Mickey Moomoo shared a particularly shocking account of their time working with the studio. Marvel has seen grown men punch walls, throw monitors from stress. I broke down a a couple of times and have seen the strain it can put on marriages. But hey, the money was fantastic. Fuck Marvel as a client. The credit is not not fucking worth it. Uh, RacedLinuk agrees. It took me over six months to recover from WandaVision's crunch. It's not worth it. Uh, not when there's better projects that look just as good out there. Given uh, how recent some of the projects are, it's unlikely that there will be a dramatic change in the past few months, uh, that there's been a dramatic change in the past few months. Uh, in It remains to be seen if Marvel addresses these criticisms as they become widely shared online. I think we can say that they were not
0: addressed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's only going to get worse uh, with all the streaming platforms and the fact that they're doing... You know, TV as well as movies now. Yeah. And I can only imagine, you know, I've been wondering because it seems like in the last couple years, you know, there's been a ton of movies, you know, big budget movies, you know, DC might be something else. But, like, you just keep seeing these movies, big movies, get delayed and delayed. And a part of me is wondering, like, is it maybe they just can't get the effects done on time? Because there's only so many of these people that work in this industry. And, like, the demand is just going up, up, up all the time with all these big budget shows on streaming platforms and the movies. And I can't imagine them getting it all done. And it doesn't surprise me that they have these crunching working conditions.
2: You know, I'm surprised, like, with all the uh, improvement we've made with VFX that, I mean, there's tools and software that make it much easier to, like, render these images. I'm surprised there aren't more artists out there, like, and the the field isn't exponentially growing, and we aren't able to meet this demand, because, like, the tools are there.
0: Yeah, I always wonder when they make new tools like that, is it, like, making it easier, or do they just go, oh, well, now we can do so much more, you know, and it just makes the projects more detailed and harder? I don't know. It's, it's, I always wonder about that with, with video games, too, because, like, you know, I saw this thing where like the new engine they made when this new generation of consoles rolled around. They're like, like you can make a hotel, and then the program will just automatically populate the rooms with like furniture and and make them all look unique if you or you know whatever. And I'm like, well, that's cool, I guess. But then like, it, does it make people who who make video games just be like oh so we could we could do even more and more and more we could build a whole city where you know i don't know it's, it just it maybe one makes feeds into the other or something but man yeah i, I just can't imagine. like you were talking about rings of power and like which is like the most expensive show like ever made i think it's it comes out to like 80 million an episode or something the episode costs are huge yeah. it, it's crazy and like i can only imagine like the eff- the effects going into something like that. And it's just so many Marvel shows, superhero shows, uh, you know, uh, big bud- budget, like, Transformery-type movies, you know. <laughs> and, like, I'm like, those VFX guys, man, um, they have to be working nonstop. But it seems like this article, do you think it singled out Marvel because they really are the worst offenders or just because, it's like, the article maker knew that's what g- get the
1: clicks because Marvel's so huge? I mean, they were... Th- they're Obviously, probably pulling in a fair chunk of the market, so. yeah. And if people just don't like working with them, plus they got those Star Wars shows too. Oh, there's so much stuff out there! Oh, yeah, yeah so much.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like everybody in the industry at some point they've touched Marvel Project by now, so I mean, they've all had
0: some yeah. sort of interaction and Mar- they used
1: up everybody good and then they had to put some uh, yeah, B class on Miss Marvel marvel's like the yeah (laughs) miss marvel had some some bad shit in it i think that's the worst one so far really worse than she-hulk so far because she-hulk kind of threw me out of it a little bit here and there miss marvel i was definitely like damn a couple times Mm. The, the funniest one
0: i thought was that one where like her and that guy were on the motorcycle or whatever and it crashed, and she made, like, a platform to, like, save him that was, like, right alongside the pavement. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, this did not help yeah. them at all. <laughs> was a Two-millimeter cushion. <laughs> yeah. That was, like, yes, right on the street. I'm like, you could have, it was the same
1: as landing on the street. I don't know. It's not like these platforms are cushions, I don't think. There was the one where, like, the uh, the uh mother-in-law or whatever, the evil lady, where she, like, touched the other dimension and, like, she turned into a skeleton. <laughs> I remember that one, or the one where he
0: like threw the canister in like the oh, boiling yeah, yeah, pot. Yeah, that was another bad one. <laughs> the, oh, and yeah. it like lightly scolded them badly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, it bought him a whole
2: point two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible.
0: <laughs> um, let's see, You guys, have any other thoughts on that before we move
1: on? I'll hit it up later. But there's one in She Hulk that was kind of uh, <laughs> memorable, I guess. Um, all right, so we'll do Manifesto, round one. All right, this is a short one. Jealous wife stabs her husband multiple times after finding a picture of him having sex with another woman. Now, it turns out that the uh, the other woman was her before she got fat. I knew it, I knew it. <laughs> and guess, guess where she's from? Of course, she's Mexican.
2: <laughs> oh, the transformation.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Kafka-esque. Uh, <laughs> After marriage But yeah uh, They think he'll survive And she's uh Awaiting trial <laughs> Oh my god She didn't recognize Her younger self I guess Maybe it didn't show her face I don't know
2: You think you'd re- Remember your own Like image Like your own
0: self <laughs> Yeah
1: well, you don't see your own back very often. <laughs> and plus, she must have just started stabbing and uh, not be like, Who is this? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there was no discussion. It's like, I'm going to go in with the stabbing. A skinny bitch? <laughs> stab, stab. <laughs> <laughs> then when she figures this out, she's like, that's my bad. That's on me.
0: <laughs> I'm not too big for this. I'll, I'll take the blame.
2: <laughs> this is your fault.
0: <laughs> God, there's some real. Isn't it, I mean, we shouldn't be shocked whenever we hear stories like this because, like, so much crazy shit happens. But you're still like, how do these people exist?
2: <laughs> Makes you wonder, like, how we even got out of the ocean in the first place.
0: (laughs) (laughs) We were smarter back then. (laughs) Uh, Any more on that one? No. Uh, So I just got another quick thing of uh, um, some more etymology for you guys. Ooh, etymology. My favorite. See if you guys can guess where these phrases came from. Your Uh, mom. (laughs) Bite the
2: bullet. I feel like uh, that was a way of checking on bullets to make sure they worked.
1: I just assumed, like, uh, that's what happens when you shoot someone in the face.
0: So the meaning, decide to do something difficult or unpleasant that one has been putting off or hesitating over. The origin, during battles, there was no time to administer anesthesia while performing surgeries. Because of that, patients were made to bite down on bullets to distract themselves from the pain. Hmm. Wouldn't you rather, like, bite down maybe on, like, a soft, like, tree branch or yeah, something? Yeah, like Piece of some wood, wood. yeah. yeah. Man, people are stupid. <laughs>
2: that's why they had so many like, fake teeth back then. Too. <laughs> <laughs> I've been biting
0: bullets. <laughs> uh, next one. One for the road. One for
2: the road. I feel like that's always meant the same thing. Like, just
0: having something yeah. extra on you to go.
1: You're like, I gotta walk home. I wanna, I wanna take a beer with me. Yeah,
0: Meaning, a final drink before leaving a place. Origin During the Middle Ages, the condemned ones were taken through what today is known as Oxford Street to their execution. During the final trip, the cart would stop and they would be allowed to have one final drink before their death. I'll take one fifth of whiskey, please. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Probably took them like two hours to drink it.
0: (laughs) I'm savoring it. (laughs) You've been nursing that thing for hours. (laughs) Everybody's asleep. You know what? Fuck it. We're not even doing the execution anymore. <laughs> you ruined it. You ruined the moment. Uh, next honeymoon. Why is it called honeymoon? It's about Tradi- h- traditionally eat honey off of someone's ass. I was gonna say it's about eating honey out of someone's ass. <laughs> uh,
2: I'm gonna go with th- people probably married like in the summertime or something. It has something to do with the moon around that time period when they were like. Hooking
0: up. I don't know. All right. A meaning. A holiday spent together by newly married couple. Origin. According to tradition, a newlywed couple would have to drink a beverage with honey for an entire month for fertility and good luck. That sounds like some greedy person just made that up. Oh, I need honey to get pregnant. It's it's invented by the honey manufacturers. Big big honey. (laughs) I'm too
1: drunk to fuck.
0: (laughs) Doesn't, uh, like, traditional mead have honey in it? Mead is made out of honey, yeah. Mm. Uh, Next, white elephant. They should have pink elephant. (laughs) I've heard in context of, like, the the gift thing. Yeah, that's... what I noted as too. Well, apparently the meaning it says a possession that is useless or troublesome, especially one that is expensive to maintain or difficult to dispose of.
1: Oh, so I guess the white elephant is like so the someone, shitty gift. Someone was gifted a white elephant. And it's like how am I going to feed this motherfucker?
2: Yeah, he shits everywhere. God damn.
1: <laughs> Any guesses on the origin? India.
0: Maybe. I would, we'll, I yeah, would yeah, think I a Scythian.
2: Ma- a Scythian king. Like a, so, Yeah, some, some Dacian or Scythian people. Probably. I
0: was like, someone was saddled with an elephant, and they're like, I don't know what to do with this fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, origin. White elephants were considered to be sacred creatures in Thailand, oh. yet they were also very hard to take care of. It is believed that Siamese kinds, now Thailand... Would gift white elephants as a subtle form of punishment, since taking care of the animal would drive the recipient into financial ruin. <laughs> that is pretty fucked up. Yeah. Here's a sacred gift <laughs> it's going to put you in the poorhouse. Yeah.
1: You're just like, he died.
0: <laughs> financial ruin. I'm eating better than I ever had. <laughs> Uh, next, break a leg. Break a leg.
1: You know, that's the old acting one. Right. Which somehow means good luck. I guess if you're screaming and agony from your broken leg, you're like, wow, this guy can act. <laughs> He's good.
2: Maybe like a chair leg. Like if people are like leaning back and enjoying,
0: they fall. Or, I don't know. <laughs> Maybe it's from, uh... John's, John Wilkes Booth breaking his leg when he, like, jumped off the balcony. He, he, was, he was an actor. <laughs> Encouraging people to kill the president,
2: basically. <laughs> Assassination.
0: Uh, so, the, yeah, the meaning is good luck. Uh, the origin, it is believed that the phrase dates uh, to World War I Germany and a saying used by German actors, Hals und Beinbruch," which translates to a broken neck and a broken leg. Besides that, it still doesn't make sense why you would wish someone to break a leg. Well, as it turns out, popular folklore uh, down through the ages encouraged people to wish others bad luck since it was believed that wishing someone good luck would tempt evil spirits. So you guessed it. People started wishing each other to break a leg in order for them to not uh, to break one. Hmm. Okay.
1: Um, next, give the cold shoulder. I'm guessing it uh, has something to do with mother-in-law's. I just think,
2: like, when you turn around, there's a little breeze of wind. (laughs) (laughs) That's the
0: warm cheek. (laughs) Uh, So the meaning, reject reject or be deliberately unfriendly to. Origin. This saying that is currently considered to describe someone rude was actually considered an act of politeness. During medieval times in England, after everyone was done feasting, the host would give his guest a cold piece of meat from the shoulder of, of beef, or pork as a way of showing that it was time for everyone to leave.
1: Hmm. Cold.
0: This next one, I, I like. I haven't read it yet, but I'm like, couldn't it only be the obvious thing? Um, riding shotgun. Yeah, it
2: sounds like uh, somebody in the passenger seat who's got a shotgun.
0: <laughs> right. It right. sounds like if you're driving,
1: you put your shotgun. In it's the- probably back in those like. Uh, what are the the guys who ride on like the coaches? Hmm. Highwayman. Oh, the highwayman. Uh, Meaning,
0: used to claim the right to sit in the front passenger seat of a vehicle on a particular journey. Origin, the expression refers to the passenger of an old-fashioned stagecoach who sat next to the driver with a shotgun to protect from attackers and robbers along the way. There is no evidence to suggest the expression was actually used in times of the Wild West, but most likely came about much later on when media and films began to romanticize the period. So yeah, pretty close.
1: Uh, Next, Crocodile Tears. I know that's like fake tears. Right. Do crocodiles cry when they're eating? I I think I heard that. (laughs) It's so good. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, buddy. (laughs) This
0: is going to make me so fat. (laughs) Uh, Meaning, tears or expressions of sorrow that are insincere. Origin. Written in the 14th century, a book called The Travels of Sir John Mandeville recounts a knight's adventures through Asia. In the book, it says that crocodiles shed tears while eating a man they captured. Even though it is factually inaccurate, the phrase crocodile tears found its way into Shakespeare's work and became an idiom in the 16th century, symbolizing insincere grief. So old Billy Shakespeare is to blame.
1: Billiam, as I call him. <laughs> Next, kick the bucket. Well, I know it means to die or give right. up, but... Uh... There was an old man nicknamed the Bucket, and the horse kicked him (laughs) to death.
2: The only bucket I can think of was like the bucket they used to shit in back in the back in the day. (laughs) The old final bucket.
0: (laughs) They kick it into your coffin. I'd give up if
2: somebody kicked one of those over.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So yeah, the meaning to die, uh, the origin. When killing a cow at slaughterhouses, people would place a bucket under the animal while it was positioned on a pulley. While trying to adjust the animal, the cow would kick out its legs and therefore kick the bucket before being killed. Huh. Would not have guessed that one. Um, next, show your true colors. Show
1: your true colors. Who's hiding their colors?
0: Pirates. Oh, that's a good guess. False flag. You got a guess? I'll go with that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, there's a picture of a fire ship here. Uh, Meaning, reveal one's real character or intentions, especially when uh, these are disreputable or dishonorable. Origin, to confuse their enemies, warships would use multiple flags. However, warfare rules dictated that the ships must show its actual flag before firing, and hence the ships would uh, then display its true colors. I, I like those rules. They're just like, oh, people will abide
1: by these. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How dare you fire upon us without showing your your true colors? It's like you turn your rainbow petticoat inside out. Isn't that, okay.
0: Isn't that kind of the reason? Like we beat the the redcoats is because they were like, oh, to do war, you like, you know, you go to the battlefield and. You take turns. You take turns and all this. And then we were just, like, hiding in the trees and shooting (laughs) them.
1: You you just pop out and shoot one and, like, run away. This is not fair.
2: (laughs) This is
0: madness. (laughs) What kind of uncivilized war is this? You old guerrilla warfare. You ruffians. And I think this is the last one. Uh, Close, but no cigar. Close, but no cigar.
2: Just sounds like somebody going for a cigar. I don't
1: know. Is this some like old like one of those like barroom games where you have to like try to win a cigar? My my, my guess is like um like, or maybe it's like a circus prize.
0: My guess is like somebody got like like a Cigarello or something, and they're like it's close but it's no cigar. Oh. You know I don't know. Maybe Bill Clinton monocle <laughs> <laughs> That would be funny. Origin, 1998 or whatever. <laughs> uh, meaning, almost but not quite successful. Origin, in the late 19th century, carnival games were targeted to adults mm-hmm. and not children. Uh, so the winners would get a cigar as a prize instead of stuffed animals.
1: <laughs> and then you see like this kid smoking a fucking
0: cigar. <laughs> Probably, probably. If the person was close to winning but did not succeed, they said it was close but no cigar. Hmm. Sounds awful.
1: <laughs> Have you guys ever smoked a cigar? Yeah, it's not fun. I've had a puff, but uh, I was drunk, so.
0: Some people, like, really like it. Like, they'll go to those cigar bars and those, like.
2: Rich people, man. Like,. There's a lot of athletes who like, you know, they make a big deal to smoke cigars and stuff. Like it's a like they're aficionados or whatever. But I never got it. I don't know why people would be into cigars. It just makes you feel like a lot of
0: tar and you know. <laughs> just it doesn't feel good. I don't know if he's I
1: watched me light up this split. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know
0: if he still is, but I think Arnold Schwarzenegger used to be big into cigars. Yeah, I think he's he my Bill Burr, the comedian, I think, is, is really big into cigars. So there's like people I think there. I, I think uh, there is even like a cigar aficionado magazine, or yeah, there used to be. There used to be. Yeah.
2: I think it's just uh, an image. I, I think that's the only reason people smoke cigars. It can't be like a real like, oh, this feels good or tastes good thing to it. No, I think it's just to look cool.
1: I was. Uh, who was that guy who played uh, Winston Churchill? Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah, like, he said he got uh, nicotine poisoning for smoking so many cigars on set. <laughs> <Whoa>. Method acting. <laughs> Nothing but fucking scotch and cigars. You'll watch me blow chunks all over the place. <laughs>
2: he could feel his life draining from his body.
0: <laughs> all right, She-Hulk it. I was just thinking, like, if Jared Leto, like, played a gay guy, would he be like, oh, I'm, I'm messing acting like it's son of a bitch.
2: <laughs> he did play a gay person, didn't he? Oh, I think he might've. In a uh, monster's ball or whatever. It was that monster's ball. Uh,
0: Dallas Buyers Club.
2: Uh,
0: was that it? Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. He was in Dallas Buyers Club. I never seen that movie, but I, I think he was maybe in it.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I, I think he was. <laughs> he There's some other movie too, where he plays like a very flamboyant, like colorful gay person. I don't know what it was called. Uh, I'll come back to it later. I'm not sure. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I watch nothing but gay uh, Jared Leto movies. <laughs> i been doing my research, guys. <laughs>
0: all right, guys. Well, I guess we're obligated to do it. Are you guys ready to review She-Hulk episode three? She-Hulk. Bum, bum, bum. So this episode is called The People vs. Emile Blonsky, which is all about She-Hulk defending the abomination. I don't know if I can defend this abomination of an episode. I knew that was cool, Did it. <laughs> <laughs> get, fucking burned them. Got him. Got him. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> man, yeah, you told me this morning, and you just said it earlier in the show, you're like, well, this was better than episode one and two. I'm like, we'll get to it. But like, I was like, I don't fucking see it. Whew. I thought this was pretty bad. Um, okay, we start off because uh, episode two ended um, with – the news discovering that footage um, from Shang Chi, basically, of Abomination fighting in the in uh, the Fight Club or whatever. He was out of prison. Oh, by the way, I think last episode I, I like it. Been so long since I saw Abomination. I thought he was more of like a white color, but no, he is like a green color. We, yeah, I was wrong about that. Greenish. Um. So yeah, Jennifer uh, tells Emil that he uh, destroyed his chances of parole. Um, But he said that Wong actually forced him to leave the prison and that he returned of his own free will. Uh, Next, uh, there's kind of this news montage where they talk about She-Hulk. Oh, yeah. And they kind of take shots at like uh, at uh, Men. Men. (laughs) Oh. <laughs> like you on the last episode. The, sil- the silent villains. They're going to play clips of us. No, we weren't that bad. Um, but did, I don't know. It's another one of these things where it's like ever-present, it seems yeah. like. Uh, and and maybe it's fair commentary, but again, I, I don't know. I, I I felt it was kind of ham-fisted. I, but it, it, it was so quick. I, I guess it doesn't really matter, but it
1: was still there. It was kind of like a little machine gun of different little... Like YouTube, like tweets and random, yeah, that shit. too. Yeah. And like, yeah, YouTube
0: comments, things like that. Like, wasn't one guy like, I'm okay with a woman superhero, but why does she have to be a Hulk? Could she be something else? And I think that's like, yeah. you know, something people said about, uh, you know, Jane Foster being called mm-hmm. Thor. And, you know. I love titties of every color. It's like, <laughs> we get
1: it, yeah, <laughs> yeah, me too. Same, bro.
0: Uh, so next, I wrote asshole lawyer Dennis from episode one is filing a suit against his ex girlfriend using Jen's uh, law firm. Okay, so I hated this whole fucking plot.
1: Well, the thing is, it doesn't contribute to her story. It's a weird side story. Now, was that the guy? Was the defendant is? Did they date or something? No, they worked together for a long time. It was just working together. They
0: worked together because they acted like. An ex-couple or something. No, he was just a coworker that she hated because he would always—he was dumb and he would always like talk about his love life and he was just this annoying turd of a guy.
1: Okay, and like his lawyer is that guy named Pug. Yeah. Okay.
0: Which we stand—it stands for like S E Puglioso, or Pugli. Yeah, you might want to stick with your Puglioso <laughs> rather than Pug. <laughs> I hated this whole plot, but also like. In one episode, he files the suit, has a preliminary hearing, and finishes the case. Yeah. Like, what kind of... Like, it's so ridiculous. Like, this is not how the justice system works, by the way, folks. In yeah, the, it's a weird side story. Yeah. It was just nonsense. Um, so, but,
1: but it was long.
0: So, basically, the basis of the thing is he had a girlfriend... Who turned out to be a shape-shifting light elf from New Asgard, and and since it involves like a a superpowered person, that's why he's using their law firm. Um, And the whole they had this whole thing where she was pretending to be Megan the Stallion, which they'll go back to a million times in this fucking episode. I mean, she better stay famous because otherwise, this episode is going (laughs) to be out of date real fucking fast. Um and and he was stupid enough to believe it and basically he bought her all this extravagant stuff she you know and got him to pay you know one hundred and seventy five thousand we later find out in in gifts to this lady before he figured it out that it so wasn't her.
1: This guy's got some money if he's just dropping this right. He's like now this high class lawyer. Basically he he got to bang Megan the stallion apparently because <laughs> this is what a woman is posing as like didn't he didn't he get his money's worth. I mean, that, that's a problem with these PG shows is
0: you don't get that side of the story. Mm. <laughs> maybe, maybe she never gave it up. <laughs>
2: yeah, she could make a good living off of, uh, you know, pretending to be people. And yeah,
0: that's true. Yeah, that's very true. But then again, if you were a shapeshifter, like you could just become a model and you wouldn't even have to fuck people. That's the thing. He didn't even have to dump her. Like he could have been like, oh, okay. Pretend to be my Megan The Stallion girlfriend or whatever. Mm. Can you do Selma Hayek?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's true. If you had a shapeshifter girlfriend, you could just be like, oh, a different chick every night. Yep. But then she'd, like, turn into her old self and be like, don't you love me the way I look now? No, <laughs> This bitch, is my true self. <laughs> like, yeah. God, no. Where's Jayla? Come on. <laughs> or she shifts back, like, in the middle. God, no. No. I
2: want you to see me for who I am. No, God, no.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Every goddamn time. <laughs> or she turns into a man. <laughs>
0: Uh, so while they're in that m- meeting, Wong shows up in one of his uh, sling ring portals, and they go in t- into her office and talk, and, and Wong basically backs up a meal story, says he's telling the truth, and that he needed a worthy opponent in his training as the Sorcerer Supreme.
1: <clears throat> now, is this the truth? <sighs> I mean... It, it sounds weird. It does. And but, like, also, they haven't like shown any other reason he might have been there. But
0: then, I mean, I only saw Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi the one time. But weren't they basically working the crowd? Like they were basically. It seemed like they were pretending to fight, and but, but really, like once they got backstage, they were like,
1: "Well, did, I think he did knock him out and like packed him away with that like trick where he, he did the portal and the guy punched himself in the head or whatever." Oh, okay. So, but yeah, it did seem like they had some a certain camaraderie. So, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: Um, they also um Wong here kind of references. Spider-Man No Way Home, where he he's talking about, oh, you can't erase people's memories. That gets real messy or whatever. It was just kind of a way to shoehorn that reference in. So now there's a scene, back to this, between Dennis and Pug. And this is where Pug, you know, says he spent 175 k on the Megan the Stallion impersonator. Uh, so then, like, like, Pug, like, shakes his hand and he's like, okay, I'll get to work on this. He leaves. And then Dennis comes right back in and he's like, actually, you know what? Um, I'm going to drop the case and then we find out that that's the shapeshifter right. elf woman who, I mean, gotten was just like, yeah, waiting to come right in. Um, next the parole parole hearing starts. Um, Wong is late to, to give you, give us some, some, some tension. Uh, so Emil starts talking. Uh, he says he's a changed man and he's supported by his eight soulmates Who they allowed to also
1: watch this this (laughs) proceeding.
0: What do you guys think of these hippie
1: ladies? I was like, it's kind of like a weird side note, but like, I could see that happening in real life.
2: (laughs) I actually didn't mind the humor in this episode. I liked Wong being silly, and I liked uh, this whole Eight Wives thing, and Blonsky just being kind of aloof.
0: I didn't think any of it, I mean, I don't think any of it in this show so far has been like gut busting funny. No, not gut busting. I
1: mean, I was a little even, bit amused at the end of Wong's second appearance. Yeah, which is coming up, I guess.
0: Um, so yeah, Emil says he's a changed man. He's supported by his eight soulmate girlfriends. Um, and then they have this montage where people that work in the prison are defending Emil. I think like the council prison counselor says he's like helps meditation with the people. And, like, there was a guard that had a breakup with his wife or girlfriend or something, and uh, it, it was nothing.
1: They're not making toilet wine anymore. They're making toilet kombucha. Oh, oh yeah, really? that line.
0: Yeah. So hilarious. Mm, so good. funny. He really
1: changed that guy's life. <laughs> uh,
0: so finally, Wong shows up in the courtroom. Uh, um. Oh, and then um, they have this... Uh, God, I hated this. So now we go. There's this other interstitial where we're seeing Pug. Oh. God damn it, Pug in <laughs> underwear. It's gonna get really up our <laughs> noses. Uh, we got this another interstitial where Pug is in courtroom uh, with Dennis and the Elf Lady, and it doesn't go the Elf Lady's way. So then she turns into the judge and says she's gonna drop the case. But I mean, it was. Horrible, right? That scene. Yeah, terrible. I, I hated that whole
1: subplot. Really, I it was just awful.
2: But I mean, I I feel like they've got to bring it back, right? Like, well,
1: I, I didn't understand God, using that not. B story at all because it didn't really tie to her at all. It was just like, well, I mean, they eventually use her later
0: on, but yeah, it's it, it,
1: it, yeah, it just
0: felt like, like, 20 like 20 filler. Seconds. Yeah, I feel like they're short. gonna need a her. short episode with filler.
2: Like they're going to need her later on they're going to go to that light elf for some sort of help I and mean, we need you to turn into something um, i
0: depends. could see that yeah, yeah what, what that's happened like a... to the, the woman in the first one Titania. i have a theory about that that ties into the end of the okay. show um so yeah now we go back to the the parole hearing and basically wong tells this story again that yeah he busted Emil out of prison um but he went back uh, uh, with his own free will uh, but the board says, okay, so Emil, you might be okay, but what about the abomination? Uh, so Emil changes into the abomination to prove that he's in control. Um, this kind of freaks everybody out, but, you know, I guess it ends up kind of helping his case or whatever. Um, so they they grant Emil's uh, parole, but he has to wear an inhibitor device so that he can't change into abomination.
1: Now, now how are they going to manage that? Because Bruce is freaking off across the galaxy somewhere. What does that matter? Was not that his technology?
0: I don't know. I mean, this is like a thing in like a lot of superhero comics is they they find these inhibitor uh, bands,
1: you know. So basically, he has to wear a a bracelet.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And who knows, yeah, if this is Bruce's technology or something else. They don't really go into it. Um, I didn't write it down, but I think you were referencing like, like the board tells Wong, like you know, technically you broke out a criminal out of prison, yeah, and which he's makes like, you a criminal. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, jumps through the portal. <laughs> he's like, well, I have to go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess that was like somewhat – That was probably the most humorous that was part of the show. Yeah. <clears throat> um. <laughs> so now this was fucking stupid too. So, um, I think there's a scene in the bar where like Jen Pug and her friend are talking. And so, um, Pug's like, "Oh, this gives me an idea." So he basically has Jen testify in the Dennis's trial, basically character witness that he's a fucking idiot. Like she's known him for a long time, and he's (laughs) a fucking idiot. And the judges, yeah, the judge is like, he is an idiot. Yeah, and the judge is like, this checks out. You win. I mean. I feel like that whole subplot was written for, like, 10-year-olds.
1: Also, that doesn't have any conflicts of
0: interest. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, there's so much wrong with this. Like, the fact that he goes from, like, hiring a lawyer to winning the case in, a, a, like, a single day, basically, to, like, conflict of interest, and, like, it just, it was so stupid. But then again, didn't the showrunners say they didn't know how to write about court scenes? Yeah. So they, they're they they're they proving for that. it anyway. Um. Okay. Okay, so now um, She-Hulk is, like, going home. She's attacked by a bunch of, I, I, I wrote, toxic males uh, with weird light-up weapons. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> these guys... God, I I didn't understand this at all. But, yeah, these guys are very, like, stereotypical, like, male, like, seeming uh, like woman-hater, seem like, guys. They seem like incel types. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And they, like have these weird weapons like i like i want to say like one looks like a crowbar one's like a mace and other things but they're all like weirdly lit up and like i think she mentions like are those asgardian or something and they say yes well, she's,
2: she's, what would you do uh rob an asgardian I, construction worker right
0: yeah and they're like yeah <laughs> yeah anyway she, she easily defeats them and at one point like um one of them like went to stab her with a needle but it just, like, bent or whatever. Yeah, like he's trying to get her blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, so now there's a scene uh, where the guys are back in their van, and they're talking about, like, did you get the blood sample? And he's like, no, once he turned into She-Hulk, it just, like, screwed it up. And the guy's like, the boss isn't going to like that. So I kind of have a feeling that Titania is their boss. Mm. And she's trying to get the Hulk powers. That's just a guess. But what uh, what do you guys think, guess, of who the boss is?
1: It would have been a, a better storyline if they had gotten the
0: blood. They probably will eventually.
1: But also they're attacking him. for and for like the first half of that scene, she like doesn't transform. And then she's like, oh, yeah, I can transform. Yeah.
2: Uh, I think it's... Maybe more like an underworld boss or something. It could be like... Uh, I don't know. Maybe Fisk or somebody who's like... Uh,
0: I mean, we know Daredevil's going to make a, an yeah. appearance in the show. Mm-hmm. Which, poor Daredevil. They're going <laughs> to fucking take him through the mud make a joke out of him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, i trying to think about how that would go.
0: Um... Oh, and did you guys watch the after credit scene?
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Where she fucking twerks with Megan the Stallion, her had new to client?
2: Yeah, I had to watch. I saw, I saw people make it.
1: They had to hire an extra CGI guy to <laughs> make her ass bigger.
0: <laughs> I That was so cringy to me. Yeah, that was cringy. I mean, you guys liked this better than the first two? I thought this <laughs> well, was I, fucking terrible. I do not count the post-credits scene. As well, I mean it. the
1: whole show. I, the whole well, episode. episode. I haven't liked any of them. <laughs> so.
2: I don't know, it just is the flow of it, everything it just seemed better to me in the first two episodes. The first two episodes were like slow and a standstill, and I was just waiting for it to get off the ground and this one at least seemed like it was starting to go in a direction like <sighs> a bad
1: direction. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. This episode did not work for me. that I, last scene too is just like just slopped in there, yeah, and that like what the fuck was that post credit scene was very uh, oh yeah, that unfortunate. Was just I was also confused for a minute. I was like, "Is this like the Asgardian, or is this Megan the Stallion?" <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> By the way, like, I'm so out of touch. Like, I've heard the name Megan the
0: Stallion. I think maybe she's like one of the people in the "Wet Ass Pussy" video, but I don't really know her uh, other than her name.
2: <clears throat> I think "Wet Ass Pussy" is
0: um. Well, I think I I think "Wet Ass Pussy" is like maybe Nicki Minaj. Yeah, yeah. But I think maybe like oh she did she's like. Yeah, together. Collab. Okay. But I'm so fucking old. (laughs) Who knows? (laughs) But Jesus, I don't know. Like the first two episodes, I still had like some promise. And now I'm thinking like, is this going the Hawkeye Miss Marvel route? This one really put me in the the downer. Like, I don't know. This was maybe like a two out of ten for me.
1: (laughs) I don't remember what I rated uh, the John Cena one back in the day, but I think maybe it it needs to... Maybe I, I wasn't. It looks better compared to it's, this. It's starting to shape up. I think we generally liked Peacemaker, didn't we? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It was decent. It was definitely better than this.
0: <laughs> yeah, this was rough. I'm. God, please, please rebound. I am scared of what they're going to do with Daredevil, though. Because what do you guys think? They. I didn't write it down, but there was also many points in this where they like kind of took shots at the media, like. Uh,
1: yeah, it's just something you don't care about. It's just... They're
0: like, she's rumored to have been rejected by the Avengers, and, like, th- oh, yeah. there was a lot of little, like, media jokes.
1: There was at some point she went on the news to, like, yeah, tell her side. Yeah,
0: towards the end, she and and they had some, like, the news reporter said something stupid on that one, too, and yeah. it, it does seem like they're trying to make a thing about the media, and also, like we said, like, the the, the YouTube guys that are toxic males
1: toxic masculinity
0: yeah.
2: i don't know i kind of like that whole uh the whole rundown of like those youtube guys because I, I see those videos on my feed like,
0: i mean there are people like that i yeah. guess but they,
2: i uh, mean there's so many people who like review bombed it and like hated the show before it even came out
1: yeah we're at least watching it before we hate it <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's just there were too many people who just wanted to hate it and i was surprised that this show like kinda had the foresight to be like, let's call that out when it before it even happens.
0: I remember like that same thing happened to that female Ghostbusters movie, like it was review bomb before Mm -hmm. it ever came out. And so I really was like hoping that would be a good movie to put like the you know, those people in their place and then I saw it and I was like, fuck, (laughs) this is fucking terrible not today yeah
1: Yeah. evil wins today today. i can't 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 defend this (laughs) some real piece of shit is like total vindication
0: (laughs) my hatred is rewarded (laughs) um guys any final thoughts on she-hulk before we wrap this episode up
2: you know, uh, the theme is consistent with me. I'm optimistic, and I'm looking forward to s- to seeing what they do with it, you know? Who wants to see me twerking my underwear?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I heard you fart in your underwear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we got to get an effects team to t- change into Megan these <laughs> <nine>. <laughs>
2: Body, yadda, yadda.
0: <laughs> I could do the Walter White
1: scene right now. <laughs>
0: Well, I am genu- uh, genuinely curious uh, if anybody like really liked this episode or, or for that matter, didn't like, please comment down below. Let us know your thoughts on it because uh, we, and maybe we'll even read them here on the show next week. Um, but speaking of of comments, please subscribe uh, to the show, both on the, the YouTube channel and on the podcast uh, service of your choice. Uh, Leave us those comments, leave us positive reviews, uh, thumbs up, uh, tell your friend, tell your grandpappy, all that good stuff, and then come over to Twitter and start a conversation with us there. Guys, where can people find you on Twitter?
2: Uh, A name for this too, and that's the number two
1: at unsolicited s u g
0: and you can of course find me at Zach Jones Live that z a c h j o n e s l i v e and that is going to do it for all of our shenanigans and poppycock this week please 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 tune in again next week bye guys take care have a good one